Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's Natalia and welcome back to Unfiltered Fashion Talks. Today we have Elizabeth from Lily's Bikinis with us. How are you today? I'm doing super well. Thank you so much for having me. It's truly an honor. Thank you for coming on. Um, Do you want to give us like a little background on yourself? Yeah. So, I mean, my name is Lizbeth. As she said, I uh, own a small sustainable swimwear line named Lily's Bikinis. I create um, sustainable, reversible, seamless swimwear that's all offered in three different bottom styles. So you can get the choice that you're more comfortable with for your body type and everything is locally handmade in my home of Texas. So yeah, that's what I do right now. (laughs) I love that. So, you know, let's just start from the beginning. How did you like start with this whole journey or just like, you know, fashion in general somewhere? Like, where did you, how did it all start? Let's go to the beginning. The funny thing is, is like, I actually wanted to be a fashion designer when I was really little. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was like Christmas after Christmas, I would ask for a sewing machine because I wanted to start making my own clothes. And man, I really wish looking back on it now, I still wish I would have gotten that sewing machine because <laughs> God knows where I be, would be now. Right. But I come actually from an Im- a family of Cuban immigrants. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's very typical of immigrant parents to be like, no, take the safe route, be a doctor, be a lawyer, yes. like nothing volatile, you know, nothing, you know, all of those opportunities are right. overflowing and you just, that that whole thing. Right. I get so it. <laughs> I went through a couple of different um I tried looking for different career opportunities for myself, what I wanted to do other than fashion. I veered away from it. And I started going to school for biology. And when I was getting ready for spring break, I was looking for a swimsuit. I've never been afraid to invest in a high quality swimsuit. Mm -hmm. For me, it's always been about if I'm going to be half naked out in public, like I want my body to look as best as it possibly can. Right. Um, I want to wear a garment that really accentuates the features of a woman's body because most designers, most brands don't care about that at all. Right don't take those details into account. But I noticed when I was buying um, swim swimwear for my spring break trip that all of the high-end brands were like in solid colors, red, nude, black. And I wanted something that would stand out more than that. Like if I'm spending the money, I want it to look different than everybody else's as well. And that's kind of where I started with designing my own swimwear. I purchased fabric just for myself. Um, I trial and error ran designs until I liked the way that it fit. And honestly, my first swimsuit was absolutely horrendous. (laughs) Um, But my girlfriends liked it and they were like, Hey, can you make us some as well? And I started doing that. And then I eventually secretly changed my degree plan from biology to business because I had mentioned wanting to do business in high school to my parents. Right that was not accepted. (laughs) So I secretly changed it and started going to school for business. And I found a couple of local seamstresses to mentor me. And that's kind of where it started. And I was super unsuccessful for the first four years of it. But now um, I'm actually doing well. So 
that's kind of yes. where I've been. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love to hear that. Um, I feel like, I think one of the first TikToks I saw of yours was one of yours where you were explaining how like you were failing for like the first X amount of years, yeah. um, which is like something that a, most people don't like to share ever, but most people, you know, probably go through, like I've definitely gone through periods of that too. Yeah. Um, but it's like so cool to see that like throughout all the years, years you like kept going and like now you're doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. I want to share that because I feel like a lot of people think that failure is a redirection to tell them to not keep going, to do something else. They're not cut out for it. And I wholeheartedly don't believe that as the truth. I mean, there's so many case studies on brands like Coca-Cola that literally sold one case of Coca-Cola in its entire first year. You know, that super fancy brand of tequila. I don't remember what it's called, but the Mm. one that comes in the white fancy white and blue bottle. Yes. yes. It completely failed. The owner went to school for marketing and then remarket, rebranded the tequila. And now it's one of the high end, highly regarded brands of tequila. So I really try to get the message across that failure is just a lesson. It doesn't need to be a redirection or it doesn't need to be a stopping point for you whatsoever. Sometimes people like to hear that. Sometimes people are like, ah, this message is daunting, but you know, I like to, I'm a transparent person. So I like to, um, give that off through my content and the message of the brand as well. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I feel like I'm the same way. I love transparency. I feel like it also helps build like trust with your customers and people kind of want to follow you more because you are honest about it. And you're not just like, look at me being successful all the time. Cause it's just not not how it actually works. It's not. Yeah. And yeah. Then I, I think it's starting to pop up more and more nowadays, but when social media first came about and started, you know, upticking, you would only see the successful entrepreneurs, even right. entrepreneurs that weren't successful, but were charting fake private jets to make it look yes. like they were successful, the whole fake it till you make it type thing. Yes. And I'm just not about that whatsoever because, um, I truly believe that everybody has the potential to achieve their biggest, most grandacious dream. If your heart is calling upon you to do it, there's a reason for that. So you find yourself through the lessons and the failures as well, which I think is the biggest takeaway, regardless of whether it does end up being your long-term career or not. Right. Yeah, no, I think that's super important. So throughout like all those first couple of years, like what would you like, would you have done anything differently? Like, what were you doing that wasn't making you successful? Or like, were there things that you changed that then you saw like bigger results from? Or like, what was that kind of journey like? Yeah, so the journey of like failure to success was honestly taking a break, a break. <laughs> um, yes, you know, counter, like, it, it sounds contradicting to what, right. I, what I'm trying to tell you to do. But no, I was trying to pick up Lily's bikinis for four years while I was going to school full-time. I was in college and I was wearing every hat in the business from designing the swimwear, the prototypes, sewing it myself, marketing, emails, the whole shebang. Right. And Mm -hmm. the reality of that is that I have to obviously have the product to be able to sell it. But if I'm making the product and something as tedious as like sewing. Yeah. It doesn't leave you a whole lot of time to jump into the world of marketing. Yeah. And that was my biggest 
failure was I wasn't marketing myself appropriately. I didn't know how to market myself and nobody is looking for you online. Like they might like your product if they were presented with it. They might want your product if they knew about it, but nobody is looking for, oh, Lily's bikinis specifically. And there's so many competitors out there that are advertising themselves and putting themselves in front of your potential consumers that if you don't know how to do it right, like you could have the best product in the world and it's never going to sell. Right. So I decided to take the year of 2020 off after I graduated from um, college with my degree in business. And Mm -hmm. I spent that year working at a digital marketing firm, kind of, you know, it was really hard for me, December, 2019, when I decided I'm going to take this year off, regather myself, learn about digital marketing before I keep going, because there's always that fear of like, Mm -hmm. what if I never get back to it? You know, and I didn't want to let it go, but it was the best decision I I could have ever made for myself. And I spent 2020 working at a digital marketing firm, picking up all the skills that I possibly could to learn how to market brand, all of that for my business. And then I left the digital marketing firm towards the end of 2020 released, Mm -hmm. started with TikTok in October of 2020 and released my collection February of 2021. And that's, you know, that was the key for me personally. It was the marketing for somebody else. It might be something different. You know, there's a lot of key components to small businesses or business in general. So just really analyze and follow you and your intuition as like, what am I missing? Take a step back, analyze, um, educate, and then keep moving forward. But just don't think that the end of the road has arrived just because things aren't working out for you. Yeah, for sure. I think that's something I've like recently learned is that taking breaks is actually very productive. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas like I used to feel like if I wasn't working on weekends, I'm like getting so far behind and like not doing enough or whatever. But like over the past couple of months, I've been, you know, taking weekends off or taking more breaks. And I just feel like your mind is so much more like refreshed after that. I feel like you're able to be more productive, but nobody tells you that. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody tells you that. It's something that you have to definitely learn and listen to your intuition, you know, because your head Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, most of us are busy bodies, you know, Um, most of us have some like slight form of ADHD potentially. And it's not even, right. it not even be like a natural ADHD. It could just be that we have so many thoughts and so many opportunities, right. so many things to do that it could be hard to find enjoyment in rest time because you're like, Oh, I'm falling behind. Oh, I have so much to do. But the reality is, and I've learned that too, is that when you do take those breaks, it clears a lot of mental fog for you. And in yes. those breaks, you have the, the thoughts that come up randomly, that is like a genius idea. Oh, maybe I could do this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You begin to look, the clarity for the path begins to unfold because you have the opportunity to look at the bigger picture when you're taking a break rather than, Oh my God, what do I got to get done right now? Right. So I think that that, I mean, it's just super important that when you're feeling extremely overwhelmed and feeling like you're just running yourself into the ground, to take a step back, regather yourself and allow that mental clarity to dawn upon you before you continue. Yeah, for sure. No, something I'm still kind of learning, but very you important are. to know. For sure. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, yeah. we all need to learn how to when it's time to just take a take a yeah just slow down a little yeah feel like it's something that definitely still working on learning but very important yeah even me as a small business owner like i try to not i try to sometimes not even post on weekends for myself you know and i tell myself like oh my god look at all these bigger businesses that are posting all weekend long, but that's not where I'm yeah. at. You know, that's not the part of my journey that I'm at next exactly. year. I'm going to have somebody working for me part-time to handle mm-hmm. the social media for me. So then those things will be taken care of, but I need to right. take care of myself simultaneously to my business. There has to be some type of balance, right? Yeah, for sure. Kind of going off of that, what's been your experience, like having people working for you? Cause now you're not sewing things yourself. You know, you have somebody else who sews them. Um, like how has it been trying to like, you know, find somebody that you trust that like does things properly, like, you know, has the best quality, good communication. And like, if you're having a social media person now, which is like so exciting, I need that so bad, (laughs) Uh, so bad. Like, how's that been like? So I really wholeheartedly believe that my life path is sticking with the people that I know will have my back for the rest Mm -hmm. of my life. I've heard I've spoken to so many, even like mentors that are like, oh, you need to find a manufacturer in China in India in Mexico, get that production cost down girl, so that you could be making that money. And that's not my path. I know that within my heart and I follow that. And for me personally, I've been very, very lucky to have naturally been cross paths with these people that I'm working with now. So Mm -hmm. the woman that sews my swimwear. She actually was an old coworker of my mom's who they ran into each other at the grocery store, maybe like two years after not working together. And my mom Mm -hmm. told her, Hey, you know, my daughter's doing this and she's been a seamstress for over 20 years. And she had her own manufacturing firm in Mexico. And wow, she actually does like has a fashion line similar to yours where everything Mm -hmm. is made to order super sustainable, all super high quality. And she decided to meet with me and her thoughts were, you know, this girl isn't professionally trained going into it. She was like, she isn't professionally trained but I'm going to go into it with an open mind. If I see that she has potential, then I'll invest my time. And if not, no, but she said that when we met, we met at a Starbucks and she looked at the quality of my garments. She was just like, this girl has more talent in her thumb than 90 plus percent of the people that I went to school with for fashion. Like, let me you know, jump on this because she wished that when she was my age, she had somebody to help guide her and help her. So thankfully I've been very, very blessed. I consider me basically married to her. Like she's not (laughs) going anywhere. We're going to be working together for the rest of our lives. And then as far as the social media manager, I mean, it's super tricky to work with friends. I will say. Yeah. I don't recommend it, but with this girl that's doing my social media management, Mm -hmm. She is my best friend. However, her and I had a working relationship prior to us being best friends. Gotcha. And she was the color guard captain when I was color guard in color guard mm-hmm. in high school. And I was her co-captain and we just worked really, really well. There was a lot of synergy and I, we never had any type of disagreements or anything like that. I like her direction, her creativity. I think she has talent um, and she's a super passionate being. So for me, I've been very lucky. I can't really tell you <laughs> how I would just say that when it, when it fits, 
you know, see that relationship through regardless of whatever disagreements there always needs to be. The focal point always needs to be, we have a business to take care of. How are we going to resolve this issue? Never, never pointing fingers at other people, but just like, how can we get over this and move on? You know? Right. So finding people you trust to always have the best intentions at heart for your business is just my number one thing always. Yeah. Wow. You got so lucky with all of that. That is crazy. I do feel very, very lucky with that. Yeah. That's so cool though. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I am still on my journey of finding people that I trust, but, um, you know, we're working on it. That's like all my goals for next year is to hopefully have more people like helping me out because it's a lot to do by yourself. It is. Yes. I applaud you because you do so much by yourself that <laughs> like you. I cannot imagine. And you're you, way younger, not way, <laughs> you're significantly younger than yeah. you for being an entrepreneur. So right. I'm just in awe of everything that you do, how talented you are, how hardworking you are. And like, you know, my piece of advice to you <laughs> that I take for myself as well is mm-hmm. like, just keep holding on to the faith that everything is going to work out. Yes. You're so young. If you keep working on it for the next 10 years, I'm sure it'll take less, but even if it does yeah. take 10 years, you're still going to be so young by the time that you're like comfortable, successful, and right. not overwhelmed with the amount of work, right? Yes. I sure hope so because Absolutely. I don't think I could do this for 10 years. <laughs> I'm on that same boat, girl. Yeah. Boat, so I feel you. <laughs> yeah. It's rough, but um, also, okay. So you do just like swimwear. So how's like doing that year round since it's not like, you know, a year round like staple necessarily. Super seasonal. Yes. I mean, this is my first year doing it, like not having a job, just doing this whole time. And I'm going to be like, so on like blunt, Mm -hmm. just very sincere. It's really hard. Oh, I bet. Very difficult. Um, it, I, I thought it was not going to be as bad as it actually is. Mm-hmm. For example, the in the month of November, I've been working my butt off trying to get right. like working my marketing skills to the max as best yes. as I possibly can. So before Black Friday, I already had three times the number of website visitors in the month of November than I did in October. Dang. And I had less than half the amount of sales during that time than I did in the month of October. So that's how it is. And I totally mm-hmm. understand. Cause like women like see the product, they like the product. They're like, Ooh, you know, they even add it to their cart. But yeah, I understand that at the end of the day, they think they probably think to themselves, like, do I really need to be spending a hundred dollars on a swimsuit that I'm not going to get much use out of if yeah. any, over the next couple of months, probably not. So I'm going to be more prepared for that next season. It comes with the territory. So totally accept that. And that's why a lot of swimwear brands are coming out with like lounge wear as well so that they could kind of offset because people are more inclined to buy lounge wear during the winter months than the summer months. So that's how they offset it. And um, I'm not too worried about it I mean mm-hmm. it's stressful yes but right. I know it'll all work out in the end and um, I believe that God's got my back he didn't bring yes absolutely so that's yeah. where I stand on it but yeah it is pretty pretty hard <laughs> oh I, I bet I feel like I don't know it would just be so difficult to market that during like colder months 
well especially like I'm in like you know Indiana where it actually does get cold in the winter so it like I wouldn't think of buying that but I guess you know there are people around the world that do have warm weather year-round so it's not like a completely like irrelevant thing for everybody necessarily yeah it's not totally irrelevant it's just right. harder to sell to other countries especially yes. like right now with the pandemic because yeah. there are a lot of issues with shipping like for example right now mm-hmm. to Australia a big continent that you know really helps us sell more brand during yeah, because it's absolutely. summer right now however because of COVID USPS has stopped all shipping to Australia at this time so if I want to ship to Australia it's like $40 plus for right. shipping to them so it's very tricky but we make the I make the best of it and I think like it's all gonna work like I just keep on holding on to my faith and right that's like, as you should yeah that's what I recommend everyone to do when they're faced with you know the unexpected right so what are like your future plans for your business or like, are there any areas that you want to like expand in or like, what are your plans? So the goal of Lily's bikinis is to be able to serve every woman. Right. From every walk of life period. Like I am eventually going, I want to offer as many different bottom styles as I possibly can so that women can choose what bottom style they feel most comfortable in. So right now I'm offering like a a moderate coverage, high-waisted, a modern full coverage, low rise and a cheeky. But eventually I would like to add to that, like a a totally full coverage, high-waisted, the thong cut that a lot of women like. So I'm slowly but surely going to expand that area. But Mm -hmm. even when I like refer to different walks of life, women that have had like mastectomies from having breast cancer, it's really hard for them to buy swimwear. They they don't really have very many options and I would love to provide those options for them. So I am genuinely working towards being like the one-stop shop for all women to find something that makes them feel beautiful, comfortable and reflects their personality as well. That's my Mm -hmm. long-term goal for sure. And then, you know, maybe expand into some other forms of fashion in like the more later future right right. now until I can serve every woman from every walk of life swimwear is my exclusive focus I love that I think that's so important swimwear brands are so like so specific sometimes and I feel like it's hard to find one that really does fit everybody like even I don't know even just with like the bottom styles lately I feel like every other brand is just cheeky or like thong type and I'm like I don't love that a whole lot like what if you've got a family gathering your grandma's in town you're really gonna be wearing a thong out there like exactly. I mean you do you but like I wouldn't do that <laughs> exactly that's exactly. right you know, when I first started Lily's I felt like the swimwear industry was really pushing this cheeky yes. style onto women now it's like really difficult to find something that isn't cheeky from really right. popular brands and i saw that obviously as an opportunity because i knew i'm from texas and texas is pretty conservative yes like, i could tell you some stories of when i've worn my swimwear <laughs> out with friends you know because when i'm with my family i'll wear something a little bit more modest but right. I can tell you crazy stories. Of oh, I bet. Tiki swimwear here in <laughs> Texas. You know, people got to get used to it. Yeah. I do it when I'm with my friends because it's like 
this is the new thing. You know, yeah. we, you guys got to get over it. You guys got to accept it. And there's a yeah. lot of women in Texas that want to wear it, but feel uncomfortable because of the social right. standards around this, these parts, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I just think that women like confidence and accepting, you know, sexuality and all of that stuff doesn't need to revolve around being super um, out there with showing your bum or showing right. your skin, you know? So that, that I try to cater to that and be super understanding to women in that, in that sense. Yeah. I love that. I feel like that's, that's just so necessary nowadays. I feel like that's my biggest struggle sometimes. Cause like I'm, you know, in Indiana, it's also very conservative out here. So like same kind of deal, even if like with like normal clothing, like I feel yeah. like if I wear like a skirt that's a little too short or like shorts that might look a little too short. I get like so many weird looks from everybody yep. all the time. So totally feel you on that. It is rough. <laughs> it is. It is. But times are changing you yeah. know, as like no shots to boomers, but as the boomers right. are moving <laughs> out of the way, I think the younger generations are more um, understanding and empathetic to just allowing everybody to do whatever. I'm happy. Yeah. 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 No, I love that. Um, so I feel like you've given a lot of advice throughout the episode, but is there any other like pieces of advice you'd give to like aspiring entrepreneurs in general, like things you wish you would have known while starting your business or like little tips and tricks that you've learned? I feel like it's kind of a big question and I hate to be asked it because I never think of anything good on the spot, but right? no, <laughs> so maybe I should have prepared you, but you know, just came to me. Um, so I think like for me, the, the, big, the two biggest things that I've learned have just been really to remember that you're already worthy of rest um, and you're already that successful person that you want to be. Like, don't forget that. You may right. not have the money in your bank account to reflect that, but you are already that person that's going to have that money in their bank account at some point in time. Right. So you are worthy and you need to like respect your personal time, respect your, your life, you know, your life is worthy of rest. It's worthy of time with loved ones. So that is one of the biggest pieces that I could, um, share because I feel a lot of entrepreneurs are starting off really young and I don't want yeah. all of us to get to our thirties and be like, yeah, we made it. And look around and be like, I have no friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of where I was before this year. I was like, okay, yeah. I really need to get it together. Cause now I'm engaged and I'm like, right. Who, who's going to stand on my side of the wedding? Other than <laughs> my sister, my boyfriend has like six best friends. Right. So, I think that that's very important. And again, trying to alleviate yourself from wearing every hat in the business. Like you cannot do it all. You cannot be an yeah. expert in everything. So as soon as you possibly can find ways to, you know, get some type of internship, um, involved with your business or, um, just find opportunities to take some hats off and allow other people to take on responsibilities. Don't micromanage just yeah. work with people that you know um, are going to have the best intentions for your business and are always right. going to give you the best quality work that they possibly can. Right. I feel like you're speaking directly to me with all of that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely the person who like spent all my time at home and did not hang out with friends. And then I also had a moment of like, oh my God, like I do not have friends. What am I doing with my life? And I'm like 22. I should be like living the best years of my life going out. 
I'm like, I turned 21 during the pandemic. So I really haven't even like experienced going out. Girl. Like, I feel like I'm 30 already half the time because I just like went straight to like work from college and even get like a full college experience. Like didn't even get that like early twenties vibe. Like I just feel like I went straight to the workforce and now that's I'm like a- trying to reverse it. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how, yeah, I mean, me and you have a very similar experience yeah. in that sense, because that's exactly how it was for me. Like I didn't even, when I was in college, I straight up didn't even go to school. Like that sounds bad, <laughs> but I just don't have the mental, like the attention span to sit there and listen to a professor talk <laughs> for an hour. Right. And I was a really good student. Like I graduated, um, magna cum laude, but I would just stay home and read my textbook and read every single chapter out of my textbook. And that's how I would learn. It felt a lot, even though it took me a long time, it felt a lot more efficient, but I wouldn't get any interaction with other students. I didn't make any friends. I wouldn't go to college parties. And um, I think that it is very important to have those relationships. At some point in time, you need to set the time aside to invest in friendships because they are for the longevity of your life. Yes, absolutely. Definitely working on that one. <laughs> the time will come though. Like I think yeah. that you'll, you'll eventually get to the point where you, you're like, you know, I'm sick of this. Like something's yeah. got to give, I got to give myself the time. And, you know, I, I definitely think that you'll eventually, you'll eventually decide like it's worth the investment at this point in my life. I need to do right. it. So don't, yeah. don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes. I need to hear that sometimes. Cause you know, it's hard to just be like by yourself all the time and be so in your head all the time too. That's like one of my biggest problems. Yeah, actually I, sh- I should, when you said what is the biggest piece of advice, mm-hmm. like that's my biggest piece of advice is don't be too hard on yourself. Know yes. that everyone that's an entrepreneur, mm, 70% of the time, we don't know what the hell we're doing. Like that's right. the reality of, yes. of how it goes. Um, everybody's a mess. Everybody yeah. has a million things to do all at the same time. And that's how most people in society are in general. So I don't want to mm-hmm. like say like, oh, being an entrepreneur is way harder than anything else, but it's to a different degree for entrepreneurs yeah. because our paycheck is reliant on us getting these things done. Exactly. You know? You can go to work and be overwhelmed with the amount of work that you have and you have so many things to do at home. But at the end of the day, if you have a job, you show up, you're going to get paid. So it's not the same like depth of stress, I would say, when you're an entrepreneur. Just be very forgiving of yourself and lean into your spirituality is what I have found to be most helpful to me. Right. Leaning into the spirituality brings that depth of trust that everything is going to work out eventually. And it brings a lot of peace to your mind. So that would be probably my biggest takeaway from this year is just lean into your spirituality as much as possible. I love that. I feel like that's very needed. Very needed. I (laughs) it's helped me a lot. I've been a lot of mental clarity. I've been meditating for over a year now, almost every single day of my life. And I Mm -hmm. think that it 100% helps when you have those days where things are going just utterly wrong and stressed out of your mind. And you're wondering how things are going to work out. And you just, when you're leaning into your spirituality, you remember that it's all going to work out the way that it should at the end of the day. Right. That's just it. 
I needed that like two weeks ago. So this would have been nice to have like two weeks ago. But you have it now. But you <laughs> but have I have it now, so it's fine. <laughs> and you can always call me or message me or anything if you just yeah. need that because you spend a lot of time alone when you're an entrepreneur. Yes, so I, I think that sometimes when you are left alone with your thoughts, they could really consume you. Yeah. Which is why I say like spirituality is helpful because you leave those thoughts up to God to handle, right. you know, right. but it, it is also helpful to have like a, just a friend or two that isn't a needy friend, you know, yes. doesn't have requirements as <laughs> And always have your best intentions at heart to just be able to call and vent to or get advice from, you know, sometimes you just let it out. Sometimes you need a different perspective. Right. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's very, very good advice. I will take into the next year for sure. Well, I got you, girl, if you ever, I respect what you're doing and I'm always going to have your best in my heart. So you can always reach out if you're having a tough time and just need some reassurance that everything's gonna be just fine. I appreciate it. And you know, likewise, um, of course. So let's go into like social media for, you know, a little bit. Would you say like TikTok's been your biggest help in social media or like, is that what you give more of your time to versus like Instagram? Is that where you get like more customers and stuff or like how's that been for sure I mean I think that TikTok is obviously been a saving grace for me this past year right. um I think it's because I am quite a long-winded person because I'm so mm-hmm. passionate about everything that I do that TikTok has provided me with a platform where I can just speak my truth yeah. rather than on Instagram where it's most m- more photography based until mm-hmm. this year. And there's more video involved right. this year than years prior, but nobody wants to read two paragraphs about no. why you started your business, you know? So Instagram was never really um, a great platform for somebody like me. TikTok has definitely been um, my bread and butter this year. But I would say that Instagram is a much more tight knit community, the people that yes. are really going to stick around. And what I like about Instagram in comparison to TikTok is with TikTok, you could have a video that's going up about a sale, but most of your followers are probably not going to see it. You know, right. it's very hit or miss with how many people can actually end up viewing your content. Right. Whereas with Instagram, it's a little bit more consistent. So I would say focus really heavily on like marketing with TikTok, advertising your business, telling your business story. And with Instagram, focus more on creating a feeling of community amongst the people that follow you on there. That's been kind of my aim this year. Yeah, no, I like that perspective on it. I kind of feel the same way. I feel like I did a lot better on TikTok last year than this year. Yeah. Don't know why. Maybe it's a little more saturated nowadays, but for sure. Yeah. But I feel like early quarantine, which is when I started, it was so much easier to do like better. And like, I, you know, my videos used to do so well, even though looking back on them, they weren't even that great of videos. And now I'm like, I post, well, I tried to post super consistently for a couple months and it like, didn't really give me much back. But then like, it's been weird because then Instagram, like whatever doesn't do well on TikTok for whatever reason does super well on like Instagram reels for me. Yeah. no clue why literally yeah. so random to me um so it's been weird I feel like last year I used to kind of like lean towards TikTok more and this year Instagram's kind of been giving me more so I can never tell which one I should give more time to I'm always so back and forth 
I'm in the same, same place as you, like, um, they both, yeah, videos that don't perform well on TikTok oftentimes perform well on Instagram. Right. I don't know what the attention span. No clue. You know, what the icons <laughs> do, like, no. I don't know. But I definitely agree with you with that. TikTok has definitely changed over the past eight months, I would say. Yeah. It was about, it was pretty consistent till like the month of February. And then after that, I think that a lot of people started realizing how much potential the platform had right. and now it's just super competitive, which makes it hard because you want to be able to tell your brand story, but people just don't have that attention span on there anymore. They're there for like yeah. the, quick, the quick videos, unless you're a cooking page, like, no right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I definitely watch those fully every oh, single yeah, time. <laughs> and then like, it's very rare that I'll actually make the dish, but oh yeah, but I save I, all of them. I save them too. I'm the same way. I have made a couple of them though. And I mean, it has been helpful, but yeah, nobody wants to hear all that unless you're making food. Yeah, that is very true. Very true. Um, well, I guess we can start wrapping it up. Um, do you want to, you know, shamelessly plug yourself? Where can people find you? Give us all the, all the accounts, all the details. Of course. Yeah. So the most, I'm most active on TikTok. So you can find us at Lily's Bikinis, um, L-I-L-I-E-S Bikinis. Um, and then on Instagram, it's the same handle. We also have a Facebook and we do have a Twitter, but we really do not use the Twitter. Yeah, I don't really go through that either. <laughs> I thought Twitter was going to be a wonderful platform for business. I was like, oh my God, retweets are going to be like our same. Right. No, it no. does not happen on there at all. No. So <laughs> definitely like that's where I'm at. And then I occasionally post like on YouTube. And I would like to be more active on there, but Love that's that. great. Well, I will have that all linked down below in the description. Um, so you guys can check it out, thank but you. thank you so much for coming on. It was so fun talking to you. Thank you, Natalia. It's been honestly lovely. It's such an honor to meet you and to connect. Likewise. With amazing as you are. Thank you so much. You're so kind. You're welcome. You are too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you in the next one. thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube